The top 60 and 60 is back in the Zone Sports Network. Listen every day at 1.30 as Hans and Scotty announce another member of the top 60 players in the state of Utah as we count you down to the start of the college football season. It's the top 60 and 60 presented by Cypress Credit Union and Icon Health and Fitness here on the Zone Sports Network. For more on college football, one hour from now, B.J. Reigns, Boise State B-Rider for the Idaho Press Tribune, will be here. They get the coaching change with the Broncos. And, of course, they're on the BYU schedule and the Utah State schedule. So talk with uh, B.J. Reigns coming up at 9.05. Right now, a couple minutes on Joe Ingles, Australia, and the win over the USA Olympic basketball team. 91-83. The U.S. off to an 0-2 start in exhibition games. And P.K. kind of waking up the echoes of 2004 where there's some early losses. Hey, they can overcome that. It'll be all right. But ultimately, they won bronze. I can't remember, 2004. It was a big <laughs> deal at the time. I couldn't tell you one player who was on the team. Along came the Redeem team. In 2008, they rolled, and they rolled for three Olympics in a row. Are they going to roll again? They don't need to roll. They need to win. That was Greg Popovich's point post-game, is they don't always roll. They've had some five and six and ten-point wins and stuff like that. That's all they need to do. But when it got to winning time and they had a chance to beat Australia. Preseason game. Gosh. <laughs> winning time. There's no such thing as winning time in an exhibition game. My goodness, man. I wish you would have had something else to do. There's also no history of them <laughs> just turning it on when they get to the Olympics in two weeks. If history dictates everything, why play the freaking games? If it's just about history, then just don't waste. Why waste our time? It's history. This is the way it was. So this is the way it's going to be. And for years, you've got to go through the struggles like the Pistons and the Celtics and the Bulls. And the Suns looked at you, put their thumb on their nose and wiggle their fingers right at you. The Suns are absolutely the exception if they pull it off. If the Bucks come back and win this thing, well, the Bucks are not the exception. The Bucks have gone through the struggles. There have been expectations for the Bucks the last two years, and they've come up short. So we'll see how that plays out. And to your point about history, although it can be a good guide, it certainly isn't perfect. And the outlier this year is that the Olympic team is still waiting for three guys who are in the NBA Finals. So I'm going to sweat at practice game. If I, if I would have known this would have been a big deal, I would have cleared everything to make sure I watch it. Silly me. You made me find the channel for you. And then I did. It's Dayton's a practice wish. practice game, and I had and if, if something came up that was better, nothing comes up that's more important than a Jazz playoff game. Nothing. No, I mean, I mean, suppose if there was a some emergency or something, there would be that would be understandable. Yeah, but we get your point. Uh, In the sports world, there is suddenly is going to be something that breaks out. Yeah, so I was anticipating when I talked to you, but around after the show, I got a text about, hey, we need to do this tonight. Okay. Because I didn't deem it important enough. And now all of a sudden it is important enough? It's important enough because you watched it. That's why it's important. Because you didn't have anything and to important, do. And, and, and important to everybody else who had nothing else to do and who watched it. They didn't look good. Didn't pass the eyeball test. I didn't realize there was a test to be passed. That's my whole point. Yes. When does a practice lose, game become a, poor, a test? Right after you lose to Nigeria. 
Really? Yes. So if they and if they play again up. tonight, so mm-hmm. then it's no longer a test. If, if they win, I don't even know who they're playing. Pa- uh, tonight is uh, Argentina. And so what? What level of test is this? I need to know because I feel like I am so far out of the loop. I had no idea that this was a test. It's only a test. of the emergency (laughs) basketball system. Right. You are Team USA. Could you please win a game? We expect gold. We're spoiled. We feel like it's a birthright. So how much of, what level of test? I need to know because I obviously failed the test. Uh, Not just Durant and Lillard and whoever the heck else is on the team. I failed it too (laughs) because I didn't know this was a test. Bradley Beal. Bradley, you have company. I failed too. I did not watch one second of it because I didn't realize it was a big deal. It's USA basketball. Let's see. Aaron Rodgers, boom, get up. They're not talking about it. If this was this big of a deal, they'd be talking about it right now. Oh, they will. Can't do it every segment. They have nor did we. Okay, I'm going to watch now. This is the 8 o'clock segment. <laughs> I'm going to watch the next three to All see right. if they talk about it. Because if it's that big of a deal, then these ding-dongs would be talking about it rather than telling me that Shohei Itani can't be a star because he needs an interpreter. <laughs> That's a different show. <laughs> that wasn't Stephen Get Up. A. That was Stephen A. That wasn't this show. Well, he's not on this show? I, that bull- oh, occasionally crap, I see he is. Him. I see he, him the on NBA there. Finals, he's pretty much on every ESPN show. He's but on, he's got his own show. He's on the TV in here. He's on ESPN. He's on ESPN every day. <laughs> he is. He's all, all over he the is, place. Especially during the NBA Finals. Paying him $12 million bucks. They're going to put him on TV. Yeah, that's a big deal to you. That's multiple times you've mentioned his salary. He's the star. He's going to be on TV. So if this and this that that proves my point even more, because he's recognized as a basketball guy. Mm-hmm. He can do other things, right? So if this but was that big of a, a deal, he started as an NBA beat writer. In this Philly. would be he would. This is his wheelhouse. Right now, they got a guy uh, twirling pizza boxes. <laughs> they do. That's a true story. So if this was that big of a deal in his wheelhouse, and he's apparently being paid twelve million, his face would be plastered all over it. But it's not. Okay, it's not a big deal. It's fine. It's a no practice worries. game. Everybody no, relax. PK no win, declared No win gold. Were they supposed to win gold in a runaway? Is it either panic or relax and they'll win gold? There's nothing in between? Those are the two options? Well, there's always something in between, but you could choose one of those two options if you want. I don't think it's panic because they're missing a quarter of their team. Then how's it a big but deal? You're talking on both sides. I need to drink water. Good. I can't figure this out. It, I can't follow it. You're running out of air. You don't need water. What are you, what are you, I you do. I, you got gills? I'm thirsty. You separate the oxygen from the hydrogen? You're thirsty? You and Donovan Mitchell? Exactly. Nice. He's from the rich part of the New York suburbs. I'm from the poor part of the New York suburbs. They're 54 and 2 in exhibition games. That stat's been out there since they lost the game, and now they've gone 0 and 2. You're the U.S. Could you beat somebody? I thought I saw that Popovich is 9 and 5. Yeah, he is. And so, but now you, but you totaled four losses. But well, he's you got nine two different five. things going there. He's oh, nine and five because he took over and struggled at the World <laughs> Championships. But the World Championships had a totally depleted roster. Your problem is you're a nerd and you just remember too much 
There's too much info in there. It was literally it just all out in the last. You. It was literally all out there in the last 24 hours, and you didn't gather any of it because you had something else to do. The Dude. 54 and two and was on didn't. the ticker. That's what's nonstop. But yet he's nine and five. How do I reconcile fifty-four and two and he's because nine and five? I don't and understand it. Is the exhibition, exhibition games, games leading up the last four or five Olympics? Going back to nineteen ninety. No, don't try to explain it because I don't want to know it. So stop. You're just confusing all of us. We're casual on this stuff. Do you We're think not nerds? Do you think the U.S. is going to turn it on and win the gold? I expect them to win the goal. Are they going to turn it on? There's what is to turn. You're basing turn it on on exhibition games. So your starting point is exhibition games. My starting point is to come. So I'm not. You frame an argument that is going to favor you, and I reject the framation of the argument. Framation, good word. <laughs> Write it down. Yuck, we need a list of DGA and PK vocabulary. Wow. We got some good words, and we're not holding on to them. They just come and go. Y'all are going to have your own dictionary for a long time. Irregardless. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be Webster's. It's going to be DJ and PK. See, the, yeah. <laughs> the DJ and PK. Line. Move over, Webster. <laughs> or Merriam or whatever that is. The biggest thing is it's PK. It's Webster. They have never lost back-to-back exhibition contests as Team USA going back to when the Dream Team was formed in 1992. Great. What the hell does that mean? Why it does means that for you have more danger. talent, and if you accidentally slip up because you lose your focus because the game doesn't matter, the then you drop the there. hammer. Right. So what am I supposed to believe? A third of the well, the third of the roster isn't there, but they've lost two. My gosh, panic! Because every every time now you're going back to history. Every time the you're U.S. Going has back lost. To history. Well, you can't just why have an all-star team. Why are you in radio? Team. Why aren't you teaching why? history? I'm teaching history on the radio. But That's I refuse why, to learn. I've got an the, F. I know you do. We all know that. Jeez. And That's when, not and news. The, and the funny thing, when I think of you, I think of F. <laughs> That's funny because <laughs> oh, <never> breaking <laughs> news. <laughs> Only it doesn't just stop with F. There's it's a few e other letters, and, and there's e also another word that comes there after F. Up? <laughs> I was thinking off. Okay. <laughs> Let's see what they got I had a couple when options. the games count. When the games count and they lose, I'm right with you. But that hasn't come yet. You framed an argument based on preseason. Because John Stockton didn't lose in a preseason, yeah, so and did. Bradley Beal has. <laughs> right? Exactly. Actually, Stockton did lose in a preseason. You have too much information. <laughs> you need to declutter. You know they did. You're <laughs> pretending. No, I, honestly, you do too know that I the college know. kids beat them in the, the dream team, and, and it was a close game. doesn't that prove game. my point that it was a practice game and it didn't matter? And after one, it bounced back. They didn't bounce back after one. They went out there and... <laughs> and without a third of their roster. Quarter, but yes. You said a third. A didn't he say a three. third? He, say he a third. said a third. Three players, a quarter of the roster. I correct myself. He, he got himself confused. It's a quarter of the roster. Because he's got too much info rattling around. He's our resident encyclopedia. We need him at all Yeah, times. no, we don't. We need him reduced. We need DJ Light, figuratively and literally. That's what we need. You got too much info rattling around there, and it causes you internal confusion and combustion. I'm trying to save your life. 
<laughs> oh, thank goodness. <laughs> thank goodness you're here. Because you're going to explode one day because you have inputted too much and not exputted. Right? The what? You need to start exputting. You input <laughs> too I think much. It's export. You ex- export. <laughs> put it on the list, Jock. Ex- yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You're I- inputting. But the opposite of inputting is exputting. And you got too much info storage. You're like my phone. For some reason, this freaking thing just says too much storage and I can't do anything. And I'm deleting crap left and right. People, your iPhone, well, help me out here. I'm deleting just about started. virtually I got everything. A, I got a new phone and it's a... And now I can't do anything on it. Because I got a software update and it won't work. And it says that I can't do it. Because this update cannot be installed because it requires at least 2.32 GB of available storage. That's and gigabytes. so I go in here and I hit stuff How and it says delete it. And it keeps saying delete, delete, delete. I keep deleting everything. And well, nothing well, changes. This is you. My phone is you in electronics. It's too much. And I'm confused by it all. It's too much info. Come on. We'll look at that after the show. Not on. Back to Not on. <laughs> I'm with you if and when they lose the games that count. So France on July 25th? Yeah, absolutely, because it counts. And if they lose to France on July 25th, yes, that's going to suck. I'm an American. I want the Americans to win. I fly the American flag. I guess that makes me something else. I didn't know until this past weekend. I thought I was a good dude all this time, but I found out, no, I'm over here. I want the Americans to win. And if they lose or when they lose, yes, then I am with you. Here's a topic for another day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Joe Ingles, 25 seconds into the practice game, just getting right into Kevin Durant. Well, actually, 10 seconds in, he was bodying him up. Finally gets called for the foul and then just starts just starts running it. Joe didn't think it was a practice game. Because it's the U.S. Exactly. Yeah, I get it. The U.S. The, is an all-star team, and it's a practice they're game. They're there. The other guys, and they've the, been playing together for years. Literally. Right. And like this, is, they are so geeked. And up they for got this. all their guys. Are they missing anybody? Is there anybody out there that they're going to add? I believe their whole team's together, but they have a new head coach who's just barely taking over. Who is it? Gorgian? He's new old head coach. He coached him in 08 in Beijing. And for Joe's sake, I would like to see them medal, but not at the expense of the U.S. David, however. Providing us with a topic for a future segment or day. What? I'm okay, Team USA lost. Aside from Lillard, I'm not really interested in these players. I'm rooting for our jazz men in Australia and France. No, sorry. What about Nigeria? <laughs> Mieoni. Doesn't play enough. Hasn't emotionally attached yet. Okay. No, I'm not. I root for the U.S. I root for the U.S. every time. I want the U.S. to win. I do too. And if France and Australia get silver and bronze, that'd be great. Uh, for those guys, sure, yeah. Sure. I don't have any problem with that. I don't really care. And and I will care about the Olympics. You'll care a little basketball. bit about Joe, because now he's talked about it, and you know, and he's on our show. And you're right. Yeah. You, you, I care for is, him, not for me. I, I have do. personal I interest in, in the, the U.S. winning. winning. Right. 
And that's why I was watching the game last night. I have no, but I'm not drawing conclusions. You can watch the game. I'm just making. Fun I can't of you. draw. If a final, I didn't have something to do, I would have watched it too. Or I can't at least draw portions of it. Right. I can't draw a final conclusion. And from I'll it. flick over tonight. But I got to admit, I'm a little worried. What time does it start? Six o'clock. What channel? NBC Sports, and I'm not looking it up. Again. <laughs> I was waiting. That was t- nice. He was totally walking you down the road, and you just whap, whap. Yeah, it was whap. I did. Okay. Charlie B for Utah. <laughs> yeah, there we go. In the interest of full disclosure, I told my wife about the whole conversation we had about that game. She said, well, "You better sit by your phone. I'm guaranteeing you're get a text from PK about." Buffalo wings or something, and, and, you ne- and, and you never sent it because something came up. Okay, I well, would have tuned it in. My wife says, "Can you please do this for me?" Okay, and I said yes because I didn't deem it that important. And you now, were right, but I, the All Star Game, I want to watch, and because it's there, and I've got a remote, and I'm a male, <laughs> I'm under obligation to flick. Truck ad comes on, click. I yeah. And baseball, you can do that. You can even do it between pitches and all that stuff there. And so I will pay attention tonight. And I will really pay attention. I did not know it was July 25th, but July, what, what is that? Uh, that's a Sunday, isn't Sunday, it? Sunday, correct. Because Pac-12 Media Day is uh, Jan, uh, July 27th is Tuesday. So it's uh, two weeks from today's Tuesday, right? Uh, two weeks from today, Jake Scott and I will be there. We'll be broadcasting all day with the coaches and the players like we do every time that they have it. They didn't have it last year, but every other time we've been down there, and we'll be down there again this year, and we all look forward to that. I'm excited for that. So on the night of the 25th, yes, and it counts. What What's the time difference over there? Or I shouldn't say the night. 14 hours, I believe. So what? Well, we'll worry about that uh, when we get there. But, yeah, I'm, I would be concerned at that. But give them their full roster. And but see, I was already concerned because the roster isn't good enough. Yeah, it's not good enough where's, to dominate. Where's LeBron? Not there. Where's Kawhi Leonard? Not there. Where's Steph Curry? Anthony not Davis? Not there. Where's Anthony Mitchell? Davis? Not there. Donovan Mitchell? Not there. There's a long list of guys. We can keep going. There's Bogdanovich? A, there's a Clay Thompson. Bogdanovich <laughs> doesn't play for the U.S. Well, Akeem did, but Bogdanovich doesn't. His team didn't qualify. He got beaten qualifying. Well, then he's a free agent. We should pick him up. <laughs> it's not how it works. Oh. <laughs> so I already knew that this team wasn't capable of dominating because there's too much talent that isn't there. In all honesty and sincerity, I'm concerned when they when the games start because the roster isn't good enough to dominate. And plus, these other countries have made massive strides. That was Popovich's point post game, and that's all true. The problem is, and I know it's an exhibition, the U.S. doesn't pass the eyeball test. It didn't look like there but was Australia any urgency. Does? Yes. It didn't look like really? there was any urgency. Jacques Londale? It didn't look like there was any urgency after losing why, to Nigeria. Why should there be? Because you lost to Nigeria, and you're the USA. That's <laughs> why. practice game, man. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They're keeping score. Win it. Win it. Are they playing to win at all costs? Clearly they aren't. Are they going to at some point, or are they going to drift of course. through like the 4 no, team did? No, no, no. Because who? I don't even know who the hell was on the 4 team, but nobody wants to be the 4 team because apparently the 4 team sucked. Carmelo. Carmelo. I can't remember it for the life of me. Because I take the negative and put it out of my mind. Since Never to think when? again. Who are you and what have you done with Patrick Kinahan? What? Well, 
That's who I am. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Coming up next, we're going to talk to Greg Moore, sports columnist for the Arizona Republic NBA Finals, little Pac-12, but NBA Finals with him next. It is time for you in a golf open championship giveaway. Be caller 12 right now, see what golfer you get for this week's Open Championship. If your player wins, you'll receive the same brand of putter that's in his bag. It's brought to you by UNA Golf, serving Utah golfers since 1971. Who's today's golfer? Let's go Daniel Berger. All right, 855-340-ZONE. Call right now, 855-340-ZONE. Be caller 12 and get Daniel Berger for the Open Championship. Greg Moore, Arizona Republic, next. Stay with us. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. You gave me some things that needed to be done and handled in case you died. Yeah. You know, we set up a little GoFundMe for the family. We, we yep. do some other things uh-huh. to make sure everybody's taken care of. And then your last one was, I don't think I could fulfill that one. <laughs> <laughs> the last one, I, I just was in a bad place when I told you that last yeah. one. By the way, you and Lloyd both have to speak at my funeral. You don't want to speak anymore. Yeah, I do. I want both of you to speak for 10 minutes because I think it might be the first time in both of your lives that you would be forced to say something kind about me. Oh, that's not true. Lloyd, you'd have some happy hour recording. He's like, I've got all the drops ready to go. (laughs) 20 minutes of drops. Everybody at my my funeral's like, so he had herpes, huh? Is that what bit him in? Or was it the ladder on the road? I'm not going to make it if I don't get this pie in me. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it is time to talk... Suns basketball and NBA Finals with Greg Moore, sports columnist for the Arizona Republic. He joins us on the Smart Rain guest line. It's no secret Utah's in an extreme drought. That's why Smart Rain is a solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation. Find out more at SmartRain.net. Greg, good morning. Hey, good morning. We are curious... Was that just a little blip and the Suns are going to have the gentleman sweep, as the cliche goes, and celebrate an NBA title at home in Game 5? Or they don't have an answer for Giannis, and this series is about to turn on its head. You've been watching it. What are you thinking? Uh, that's a great question, man. Um, let me start with the Giannis part. Nobody's going to have a solution for Giannis. Are you kidding me? The guy's a two-time MVP. The guy scored 42 points in Game 2 in a loss. In my mind, Giannis playing the way he's playing actually is reminiscent of like Allen Iverson going against the Lakers in as much as he could do whatever he wanted back then, and the Lakers still were going to win. Now, if the Phoenix Suns are going to take the gentleman's sweep, which is what, frankly, every fan in the Valley ought to be hoping for. I mean, isn't winning a championship on the road just like, ah, uh, <laughs> we can't celebrate the same way? which I know is sort of like asking two for two bikes and two Nintendos for Christmas, but, you know, it is what it is. I feel like the Phoenix Suns have the ability to beat the Milwaukee Bucks in a number of ways. And I feel like the Bucks only have one way of beating the Phoenix Suns. So if you're asking me, do I think it was a big deal that the Suns lost by 20 in Game 3 in Milwaukee? I'm going to say no. I, I just think that this is one of those things that happens in championship basketball. I wrote this for the Republic very recently. If you just take a look at the modern history of the NBA Finals, blowout losses happen even to the team that eventually wins the series. 
Is there anything to the fact that Booker didn't play in the fourth quarter the other night and then he and Monty Williams were talking on the floor and someone asked him afterwards, Booker, uh, what was said? And he said, that's between uh, the coach and myself and all that. Is it anything there? Doesn't bother me much in as much as Devin Booker's a quiet guy. You're not going to get a whole lot from him. If Monty would have said happy birthday, Devin wouldn't necessarily tell you that. (laughs) I will say that the guy only scored 10 points. And he shot three of 14, including one of seven for three. If he does that again, he's hurt. If that happens again, there's something that we don't know about. Because when you take a look at Devin Booker, this guy, when he has a subpar shooting game, he turns around the very next night and has another good game. So he shot uh, 20-something percent uh, against the Bucks in game three. And again, I wrote this for the Republic very recently. He's had five nights this season where he shot below 30%. In the follow-up games, he averages 24 points and 45% shooting. So I don't expect Booker's going to have another bad night like that. But if he does, it's a massive problem for the Suns. Do you think Aiton stays out of foul trouble? Because if you're the Bucks, I'm pretty sure you'd go at him and try to get him in foul trouble. Pretty sure they will again. Yeah, for sure. I think if I'm the Suns, I go to 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 Aiton early and often as they did uh, in games one and three. I think in game three, Aiton ended up scoring 12 in the first quarter on six of seven shooting. Uh, And so for me, I would attack. I would fight fire with fire that way. Uh, Monty Williams was saying after the game that there was some inconsistency in the way that the game was called. What Monty said was it's hard to coach DeAndre uh, if I don't know what a legal guarding position is. And that's a legitimate criticism, except for the fact that, you know, Giannis is the only guy who got fouls called on him. If you take a look, the Suns, I think, shot 16 free throws, and I believe the Bucks ended up shooting 26 free throws. That's not that huge of a discrepancy, and the Phoenix Suns have not gotten to the line uh, over the last five, seven years. If anybody knows how to play through not getting calls, it ought to be uh, Devin Booker and the guys. What type of adjustments do you think they make with Antetokounmpo? Uh, you mean the Phoenix Suns? Yeah, defensively. I mean, they, because obviously Aiden got in foul trouble, and that impacted his ability to stay on the floor. So I'm big on throwing a bunch of different bodies out there, which is a little bit tough for the Suns right now uh, because Dario Sark went out. But I think you could put Frank Kaminsky out there. I think you've got Jay Crowder. I think you could even put Tory Craig on a Tentacumpo for a spell. But if it were me, I would just try to make every single thing he does difficult. I'd throw two, three guys at him. I'd throw you know, one guy at him for a couple of plays and then swap it out. I'd mix up his looks, go from zone to man. I'd start picking the guy up full court. I'd box him out on everything that happened, regardless of whether he was in the play. And then on the other end, whomever's uh, a Tentacumpo's guarding, and I know that he's a fantastic defensive player, but I'd go right at him. If the Milwaukee Bucks are a one-man show, I'm going to say, hey, yo, I'm the Phoenix Suns, and I'm a complete team, and I ain't buying it. You, one guy, can't beat my whole team, and we're going to go at you and make this so difficult on you that if you do it, we'll shake your hand, but we don't think you can. Do you expect Chris Paul to have a big game? He has had some enormous games at points in this postseason. I expect Chris Paul to do what the defense gives him. If the defense drops off like they did in game one and does everything a switch on a pick and roll, I expect Chris Paul to give them everything that that they can handle uh, from the free throw line. 
if they go with fighting over the screens, that's going to leave open shooters on the backside. They're going to figure out a way to whip that thing around. And I don't expect that the Phoenix Suns, uh, you know, the guys I call the talent, I'm talking about Cam Johnson, I'm talking about Mikel Bridges, uh, Jay Crowder, Torrey Craig. I'm talking about the guys whose names aren't on the marquee. The guys who were largely responsible for the Suns shooting 20 of 40 from three-point range in game two, I would expect those guys to have much more of an impact on the game uh, than they did in game three. And again, this is something that I've written for the Republic, and if you want to follow me at saying more, S-A-Y-I-N-G-M-O-O-R-E, that's on Instagram and Twitter, at saying more, uh, I think that the key is definitely going to be what the Suns' uh, so-called role players do, what the talent does around the, the major stars. Going big picture for years, the Suns the last decade were a joke, and a lot of that was put on the owner, Robert Sarver. What's the difference that allowed them to get where they were and where they are? So if you're asking me, Greg Moore, sports columnist for the Arizona Republic, and you can find my work at azcentral.com, and I'm at saying more on Twitter, at saying more on Instagram. If you're asking me, I think the beginning was when Robert Sarver, Phoenix Suns owner, stepped up and said, hey, everybody, I've made a lot of mistakes. I thought that being an NBA owner was a lot easier than it was. Steve Nash actually made it. Uh Uh-oh, you just tripped. Fellas, you'll forgive me. My two-year-old just tripped, and I have to pick her up. We forgive you. (laughs) (laughs) So he stepped up, went to the microphone, and said, I thought being an owner was easier. Uh, I've made some mistakes, but I've got this thing figured out. Steve Steve Nash made me think I was a little bit smarter than I was. Then he hired James Jones uh, to be like a deputy uh, in the front office. James Jones said, hey, guys. I'm going to do any and everything it takes to help make this a winning organization. James Jones played with LeBron James. James Jones played with uh, <laughs> the Miami Heatles. He played with the Cleveland Cavaliers. He played with the Indiana Pacers, uh, those Jermaine O'Neal, Ron Artest teams that were right there on the cusp of an Eastern Conference championship. This guy knows what winning basketball ought to look like. He knows what a winning organization ought to look like. Uh, shortly after Jones was hired, the general manager at the time, Ryan McDonough, who, you know, in a lot of ways is being vindicated by this finals run, Ryan McDonough was fired. James Jones, from there, went about putting pieces in place where you're just surrounding your superstars with quality guys. And he grew the organization to the point that when Monty Williams showed up, they took a massive step forward. And the next thing you know, Chris Paul comes, and boom, and they're in the NBA Finals. So if you're asking Greg Moore, sports columnist of the Arizona Republic, father of four, holding a two-year-old while he stands outside, having the pleasure of talking to DK and PK, I'm just having a good time with this conversation, fellas. <laughs> but it goes back to the, the owner saying, hey, yo, everyone, I made a mistake, and I'm going to fix it. Accountability is huge whether that's in sports, business, life, that moment of accountability, I think, really just just set the stage for everything we're seeing today. 
Okay, you got several kids to raise here, so we need to let you go. But last thing, <laughs> my tag team partner, Patrick Kinahan, is an Arizona State Sun Devil. And there's been some stuff coming about at the athletic department, the football program there. Is this offseason noise, or is this going to impact the football program this season and in seasons going forward? I mean, that's, listen, I don't think it's going to affect the team this season because what's going to happen is they'll circle the wagons, right? They'll do that thing where they say, everyone's coming against us. No one believes in us. They're trying to bring us down. And that's the kind of thing that an 18-year-old, 19-year-old, 20-year-old can really get behind a message like that, right? But then when the results of the investigation come down, and from everything I'm reading, you know, and I've read what Yahoo has, I've read what uh, my shop, the Arizona Republic, has, I've read what The Athletic has, I've talked to some people around, it just sounds to me like the NCAA is going to have enough to find that Arizona State made some mistakes. And it sounds to me like Arizona State had a problem with compliance. It seems to me that there weren't the people in place around the program to say this is how it ought to work in the college game. And now if that's the case, the NCAA is going to have to determine how big of a deal is it. If it's a huge deal, we could see some sanctions on the program that could affect the program for a generation. If it's not that big of a deal at all, then it's a blip. And so we have to really wait and see. But if you're talking about what happens this season, I don't think the NCAA moves quickly enough to derail uh, what's going on this year, which is to say that ASU very well could contend for a Pac-12 South title and frankly ought to contend for the Pac-12. And they really ought to you know, look at this season as, as, as all or nothing in the same way that U of A, uh, University of Arizona, a couple of years ago with the basketball program, it was like, I don't know, guys, this, this thing might fall apart. There's some uh, a federal investigation. There's this going on. There's that going on. But it wasn't in time to stop the NCAA tournament run. Uh, now, that team, uh, DeAndre Ayton, Raleigh Alkins, um, Alonzo Trier, is just a hell of a good basketball team. That group lost in the first round of the NCAA tournament. And then the sanctions came down, and then two years later the head coach is dismissed, right? So I, I don't predict all of that for Arizona State. I, like a lot of other people, am in a mode of wait and see to see how big the, 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 the alleged violations are. But again, if everything that Yahoo and the Arizona Republic and Athletics says is true, clearly there were mistakes made. I don't expect them to affect the program this season. All right, we will leave it right there, Greg. We appreciate your time, and uh, you want to hit the website one more time so people can read more? Sure, absolutely. Um, saying more, <clears throat> Twitter and Instagram, at Saying More, S-A-Y-I-N-G-M-O-O-R-E. I'm in the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com. And again, name's Greg Moore. Thanks for having me on, fellas. Thanks for coming on. A lot of Arizonans up here in Utah, so it'll be people who want to follow you and the, uh, and the teams down there. Greg Moore, sports columnist for the Arizona Republic, joining us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. He worked it about as anyone as well as any one of our guests right there, PK. <laughs> oh, was promoting his stuff? Sure. Yeah. yeah great. Well, why absolutely. not? Absolutely. I've got no problem with that. I mean, we're taking up his time, so go ahead and do that. And he had a lot of energy, and that's always good in radio, as uh, we understand. Uh, you know, you listen to the messages there. Uh, I found it interesting that... 
you know, Steve Nash covered up a lot of the blemishes. And then when Steve Nash left, they were exposed. So eventually, your, you know, your true colors will be exposed. And I'm interested to see, you know, how they went from... You could see Steve Nash being good and helping any team because he's really he was really good, obviously. And so then he, he moves on and then retires. And then they're left to make decisions. And those decisions didn't turn out very well. And they didn't make the playoffs for 11 years. But now, you know, he's gotten it right. So if we're going to rip Sarver for all those years, which he, you know, it was, yeah, you got to praise some, him. For, yeah, he needs some praise because it comes down to hire good people and get out of the way. If that's and, what and it took, yeah. You hire a guy who is uh, described by LeBron as the best teammate he ever had. Well, James Jones, you're speaking yes, of. Yes, yeah. and, and LeBron has had some awesome teammates. So that's pretty high praise. You know, that's a guy who... We don't usually hear it with front office people. We usually hear it with coaches. You know, the coach is the gutty overachiever, not the star, but they've got to know everything and see every angle and play every angle because they're not quite tall enough, fast enough, strong enough, whatever. But it sounds like the same thing with him. He played with multiple good teams. He saw how good teams work and hired him and got out of the way and he put together a good team. DJ and PK. Brought to you in part by SNS Roofing. SNS Roofing is your locally owned roof repair expert. For a free quote and for all your roofing needs, call SNS Roofing. All right, BJ Reigns, Boise State beat writer for the Idaho Press Tribune, coming up at 9.05, 20 minutes away. The coaching change with the Broncos, are they going to keep it rolling? They've done it before. Are they about to do it again? Aggies and Cougars both playing the Broncos. We'll get to that in 20 minutes. Stay with us. The playoffs may be over for the Utah Jazz, but the season never ends on the Zone Sports Network. From the NBA draft to free agency and on to the summer league, the Zone will be with the Jazz every step of the way as the Jazz front office builds for the future. Your exclusive home of Utah Jazz basketball is right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Join the big show Friday at the warehouse from 2 to 7 p.m. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Boom! That was a quick boom out of you right there. There's no need to wait on your booms. (laughs) Question of the day. Donovan Mitchell tweeting out he's hungry on Monday. Hungry like the wolves. Needed a breakfast burrito. Do, 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 or he do, was already do, do, past do, do. breakfast and he was into the workout routine in the weight room on the court. And he was thinking he woke championship. Up. He was thinking, I want it all. I want the gold. I want everything that this game has to offer me if I go seize it. That's what he was talking about. He... He has a burning desire to be the very best. There is absolutely zero, zero doubt in my mind. And he's got the game, too. That's what's awesome. He understands the position that he's in. He's a superstar. I believe he's already established himself as a superstar. He's there. If you don't know it, that's on you. That's not on him to prove it to you because he's already proven it. And he understands that. Now he knows that I'm going to be the one on this particular team to get us there. And so he's sending a message. And I think he's sending a message to not just 
the world, but I think he's, spent, he's sending a message to players, too. That was also a recruiting statement. I was going to say, to jazz players or to other players, players around the NBA? Around the world, yeah. Come aboard. Come help me. Come help me get this done. Because when he wins three titles in five years here for the Jazz, which will happen. What the, huh? Yeah. He will be recognized. Because doing it in Miami, that's nice. Doing it in... The this, Lakers. Yeah, that's nice. I mean, LeBron. He, well, it's not that it tarnished his image, but I don't think it increased his uh, stature. Maybe LeBron didn't need it anyway because he's just that good, and he has been just that good. There's no doubt about it. But uh, when we look at that bubble thing and he won the title for the Lakers, uh, whoop de do. You just did what you're supposed to. You know, it's like these high school all-star teams where these kids pass three different schools to go play for somebody else, and then you beat up on some neighborhood school. Well, good for you. I mean, that's what you were supposed to do. It doesn't have the lasting impact. Clearly, it doesn't have the lasting impact of winning one in Cleveland. One in Cleveland is worth five in Los Angeles. So, same thing here. So, come here, man. This is Make this the epicenter of the NBA and if he does that, if he pulls that off, it'll be one of the grandest accomplishments in the league. And so I think that was a recruiting message. It was a shrewd recruiting message that he was sending. The, the, every Mike Conley, when he saw that, and all these guys are in their 20s and 30s, so they live on social media. You, know, you walk into a restaurant and you see uh, young people, and there's four of them, and they got four phones out. Yeah. Nobody making eye contact. That's what they do. Everybody looking down. And so he's speaking to the generation of NBA players that is his. And they, Mike Conley didn't look at, oh, boy, I wonder if he's going to have an omelet or oatmeal. No, it's not. A, he saw the message, and he knew full well this kid is hungry. Mike Conley is on the back end of his career, right? Two or three years left. We'll see how it plays out. And he wants to win a title, obviously. Of course he does. And so, hey, I've got this guy here, so I'm going to evaluate all this stuff. And, you know, what's worth it? Is, is it an extra year or an extra $10 million, Is it worth giving up the opportunity to play and win a title? No. Every single one of those guys would say at that point, when you've made such enormous amounts of money that Mike Conley has made, the only thing left is to win the thing. So he sees that message from Mitchell. He's not thinking food. He's thinking thirst and quench for the title. That's what he's thinking. And this guy is burning and not going to settle until he gets it. Clearly. So that was not meant for anyone other than Conley. I think it was or meant for it could have meant he knows something is out there because there's stuff happening behind the scenes. I know there's dates and blah blah blah. Everybody, literally, well, yeah, everybody's. Uh, and players are not naive. Uh, if well, anything, they're not accountable to any dates. There's no, no, they aren't. They aren't. And if anything, they lead the charge. Yeah, we, we've seen that. So we what, know that what conversations are going on, and and do players know who else is you know what other stars are talking to what other players? Uh huh. Right. So he knows that, and they know that. And so that's what he's doing by putting that out there. That's a recruiting message, and it isn't necessarily maybe this year either because he's turning 25 here, uh, I think, in September. I have to check that. 
Uh, so he's got many right. years to go, and he's got the prime ahead of him. So this is really, really, really cool. It's a great spot to be in. Your superstar is really not even in his prime yet. No, he's not. That's a great spot to be in for, from uh, the franchise perspective. So, yeah, I really believe that he's sending a message. Guys, this is what I want. You want to be a part of it? Of course you do. So come on board. September 7th, what do you get? What did he get the guy who has everything except uh, an NBA title and you can't buy that for him? Don will be 25. Right around Labor Day. Yeah. All right, DJ and PK coming up. We're going to talk with BJ Reigns, Boise State beat writer for the Idaho Press Tribune. We will do that next. Yak, you want to give away a golfer right now? Let's do it. You want to you want a golf open championship? Be caller twelve right now at eight five five three four zero zone, and you get golfer Xander Shoffley. If he wins, you receive the same brand of putter that's in his bag. It's brought to you by You Win a Golf, serving Utah golfers since nineteen seventy one.